You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 199. In this episode, I'm speaking to Jason Brown on how to automate your sales funnel through YouTube. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today, Jason Brown is back as my guest speaker, and in this episode, he takes us behind the scenes of his business. Jason is a stock market coach and options trader at The Brown Report. Some of his YouTube training videos have reached over 1 million views, and he has several investing courses that have helped thousands of students around the world. Jason has a webinar on YouTube and has created a very effective automated sales funnel with YouTube ads. Go to sigrun.com forward slash 199 for the show notes, and there you'll also find links to Jason Brown. I am super excited to be here with Jason Brown, who is coming for the second time on my podcast. But instead of talking about how to get started with investing, we're talking about how he's actually selling his programs with an automated funnel. Thank you for so much for being on the show, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me back. It's a real treat and an honor. <laughs> so... You have uh, been a guest uh, speaker at a Mastermind Day in San Diego where you shared with those who were present at the time an amazing strategy to sell your training programs. And I thought it was so different from what I typically hear others do that I wanted you to come on the show and share with my audience. How do you actually sell your programs in an automated way? You know, I think it's probably a good idea to share, hopefully, a little bit of background of how I think and why I thought about it like this. And so when I started researching the, the online industry, you know, everyone was talking about, you know, do webinars, do webinars. And it made sense why you would do a webinar, because if someone doesn't know you, you need to kind of spend an hour or so with them, kind of telling them who you are and what you do, teach them something. And then, um, you know, make an offer and it takes that time for them to know, like, and trust you. And so that part made sense to me. But I often, when I looked at webinars, I saw that people would do them like only at eight o'clock or something. I thought, well, what about the people who live in a different time zone? Or what about the people who work the night shift? Or some people did it only at noon or one o'clock. And I thought, well, what about people who don't work at people who are at work all day and they can't make it on their lunch break or whatever. And so I really started researching or thinking about how to, no matter who the person is, accommodate them to learn about the stock market and really get the information in front of them. And so I started looking into, you know, evergreen webinars where people give you their information and it kind of plays on autopilot uh, and they can watch it. And as I started studying even more, you know, I remember going to someone's website and I really wanted to learn something. And then I remember getting to their website and then it was like, give me your email address before you can get it. And I just, 
I like froze. I didn't give them my email address. Then I wanted to research them a little more. I'm like, well, who is this again? What did they do? And, and I realized that that hesitation that I had, I feel like I'm a normal person. Then the average person would probably have that same hesitation. And so I thought, how many people are coming to my site or finding me somewhere? And I have this kind of gateway up that's stopping them from learning. And so that's when I turned to, you know, ask myself the second question, which is, where do people go to learn this information? You know, where, where do people watch hour long videos and, and search for how to's? And I thought, just makes sense. Where do you go? I go to YouTube, right? That really was like the light bulb moment for me. And I, and I did something kind of unconventional. I, I took my entire webinar and I just put it on YouTube. Like I didn't worry about collecting the email address or opt-in or any of that. I just said, let me take the entire webinar and put it on YouTube. And then I started running ads to it. And I just thought it wasn't, a, you know, I had to realize something really so quickly about myself. And that is what business are you in and what works best for your business or my business? And I said, I'm in the business of teaching people the stock market. I'm not in the business of collecting email addresses. I'm not in the business of playing around and creating scarcity and, and this stuff. And it's funny when I try to do that stuff, I don't feel my authentic self and I don't feel like my business operates at its, at its prime. So anyway, so I said, I'm in a business of teaching people the stock market. And if they like how I teach, then they're, they're going to buy. It's just that simple. Whether I have their email address or not, it's not going to be the difference maker. They're going to seek me out. And so I started running ads to my webinars on YouTube. And when I say it's been like a 24-hour cash register, it's been a 24-hour cash register. I mean, people are watching the videos at night, in the morning, in the middle of the night, on their time. People search for this stuff in the middle of the night when I would not be doing a webinar. And so I'm just catching everyone on their own time watching my videos. And then they're, they're either purchasing or they're coming to the site to find out more and giving me their email address anyway. So you actually end up getting to the same position anyway. I kind of think of it like a lead magnet. Like I'm just giving them the lead magnet up front and then they're coming like, Hey, this is good stuff. What else do you have? Or they're just coming straight through the purchase. And so that's how I'm selling the courses on evergreen or autopilot. Mm. So for anyone who has not seen the video, is it just like a regular webinar and what is actually your call to action at the end? It is my full webinar. So I, you know, I do an introduction, walk through what they're going to learn, how the stock market works. And at the end, a full call to action about joining the course. I address the concerns like I would do on a live webinar and I just uploaded it to YouTube. So it's the full webinar. It's like an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes long. And you know, one thing to kind of watch out for, there's a couple of things that I'm learning as I've been doing this for a while, is that when I first did it, I didn't realize the video would become as big as it was. Like two of the videos have over a million views. And so what happened is I start organically ranking for certain terms. Well, there is one little issue, though, that I'm, I'm, I'm actually currently working out is that. I say the price, obviously, in those videos. Well, over time, the price is not the same anymore, right? Ah, so that's something to watch out for, not to mention the price or what? Well, you, you have to kind of weigh the pros with the cons, right? So 
at that time, I mentioned the price people were buying it. Well, what's changed is the price isn't that price anymore. So the problem that you'll run into is that in order to take that video down, it's actually ranking organically. So I'm ranking number one or number two for how to trade stocks for beginners or how to trade options, or I'm in the top three. And if I take it down, I kind of lose that traffic. And so you have to make a decision. Do I create a new webinar with a new pricing, upload it, and just start the process over again, just run ads to it? Because reality is I started running ads to it, which got me the real traffic. And over time, I started getting free traffic. And so if we're going with that mindset, the reality is I probably should just take it down, put a new one up, run traffic to it. But what I did instead was I put up, it's called a call to action overlay. So when the video starts, it says this is the outdated version, click here for the new version. So my goal is that they still find me that one organically and then click over to watch the newer version but sometimes you get people say hey i just watched the video and the price is different and so i mean we just have to let them know here's what we did different here's what's been upgraded and i like to tell people you know my prices are still reasonable so i like to tell people if you're gonna let 300 bucks stop you from building a legacy from letting your money work from you if you're gonna let anything less than a thousand dollars stop you then you weren't that serious about learning this industry anyway and that's what i have to remind myself instead of worrying about the one person who's like, well, it used to be this. It's like, we've gotten better. We've revamped the website. We updated the course. We've hired more customer service people. We built out a custom trading platform and community. If you can't appreciate that, I'm probably not the guy for you anyway. So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I think the key takeaway is for anybody listening, I think it's so easy as a business owner to get caught up in well, do I say the price? Do I not say the price? What do I do? Take action and get the video up there. The most important thing to take away from this is how do I get my information in front of a large amount of people at a time that's most convenient for them? I don't want people to hear this and now ponder, do I do it with the price? Not with the price. The real strategy how do I get my information in front of a large amount of people at a time that's best for them? That's what I want them to take from this. So do you have any idea how long it takes a person to go to your website and buy? Are there people who, you know, wait? There's no way for, to measure that because you don't know when they watched really. But there are also people who go straight away and buy. Yeah, there's people who buy straight away. And then there's people who literally have bought a year or two later. And... I think sometimes we as entrepreneurs need to stop trying to control that. I think sometimes we're always like, how do I get them to buy right now? How do I get them to make a decision by Friday? And I find sometimes when I start going into that zone, because obviously we're around marketers, we're in masterminds and stuff together. I find when I go to that zone, I realize like that might work for their business, but not for mine. And what I mean by that is, if you have a big enough pipeline, so that it goes back to that massive exposure. If I'm exposing enough people every day, there comes a tipping point where every day somebody's buying because the people who watched three months ago are around buying today. But the people today are going through that three month process that they went into three months ago. And so I found that if I can expose enough people every day, after about three, four, five months, somebody's buying every day or multiple people are buying every day. And it's not my job to say, 
I need them to watch it today and buy today. Some people have to talk to their spouse. Some people don't know if they uh, really want to do this. Some people, uh, what I find, people will watch one of the videos, then they'll subscribe to my channel. Then they'll go watch all my old videos. Then they'll come to my site and listen to my podcast. So by the time they actually buy, they may have been listening to all my free stuff for three months, two months. Some people do it quicker. They're like, the last two weeks I watched all your stuff. I'm ready to buy. And so you can't control the guy who has his weekends off and he just sat down and binge watched it versus the busy mom who only has one hour to dedicate to it and it takes her three months to watch all the stuff. I think sometimes we just have to let go of that control of like, I need everyone to watch it in two weeks and my conversions are three days and 10 cents. It's just like, put enough people through it and it's like the stock market. You'll get a ratio of results. You'll get a chart that says, if I put enough people through this, this many people start buying every day. You mentioned you're using uh, ads. So I assume these are YouTube ads. Mm -hmm. So people need to be coming to YouTube. They need to be searching for this. And then you would come up as a, one of the results because you're running an ad. Yeah. And so here's the thing. You just said something. People need to be coming to YouTube. Well, here's the thing. People are already on YouTube and they're already searching for it. The question is, are they finding you? So they're already searching how to trade stocks, how to buy stocks. How to, so it's just a matter of how do I step in front of some of that traffic? Because they already have the traffic versus you're trying to direct people to your website. They may not know you exist. Who are you? You're trying to rank organically, but they're already on YouTube searching for that stuff. So I'm just putting my stuff in front of them saying, if you're looking for it, I have the best training on it or one of the best. And there's some people that watch my video and they don't resonate with me. They're like, I don't like his style. There's some people that says, I've watched a ton of videos and I've never understood it until I found you. And so that's just the name of the game. So I think sometimes people think, well, if everybody does it, won't it get saturated? But there's some people that may resonate with you because you're female. Some people are going to resonate with me because I'm male. Some people are going to resonate with someone because they're older. Uh, some people are going to resonate with me because I'm younger. African-American, non-African-American. I mean, you know, someone Hispanic is going to relate to Hispanic. So there's room for everybody. And so it's just about the massive exposure. So you have running in-stream ads as well as search display ads. Okay. I assume my audience, most of them, 99% have not run YouTube ads. Can you explain a little bit these types of ads you just mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started, I was running in-stream ads. That is the ad that pops up before your video plays. Now, some people say, oh, those are the annoying ads. And I want to change how you think about that. It's kind of like the stock market, like we talked about in the last episode. It's only annoying if you use the wrong strategy. But if you're looking for how to open a stock trading account in the video that someone's going to play allows ads on it. So let's say someone else did a video on how to open a stock trading account, but they allow ads in front of theirs. Well, if my video pops up in front of theirs and it's about how to open a stock trading account, then that's not an annoying ad because you were just looking for how to open the stock trading account. So it's only annoying when you're putting it in front of people that weren't looking for your, your product or have no interest in it. So you have to think about it from a strategic standpoint. So instead of me just blasting everybody, I said only show this in front of videos that are about the stock market or for beginners 
or for people looking for how to open a stock trading account. And the reason I did for beginners, because if you're a beginner, it's a good chance you haven't opened a stock trading account. So if that pops up in front of you, it's a good chance you would watch it and not be irritated. So I think you have to think outside the box when you're running the ads. You just don't assume everything's annoying, but it is if you don't have a strategy behind it. So I would run a video in front of theirs. I had a video called How to Trade Stocks for Beginners. And so I would run that video in front of people who were interested in the stock market. And so if you're interested in the stock market, you may be on there searching for something else, but if that video comes up, you may be like, oh, let me watch this. Let me see what's going on because I am a beginner. I am interested. So there's interest targeting, targeting people who are interested in that. And then there's also targeting people who are searching for that specifically. Oh, yeah. So they've, they've profiled you if you're logged into YouTube or, or Google and then uh, they know what you're interested in. And then the other thing is I'm actively searching in that particular moment for something. And then. Right. You're searching for those keywords. Exactly. And so if you kind of stick to those two lanes and put it in front of the right people, then your ad isn't irritating. So that's the in-stream ad. Um, then the search ad is, like I said, if they're actively searching for it, I said, well, how do I put it in front of them? and not pay unless they're interested in my specific video. So that's when I started doing the search display ads because then it'll show up and I made sure the thumbnail is really clear on what's it about. And that's why it's not smart to trick people because then they'll click it. If it's not that, you're paying for clicks that you don't want to pay for. So my thumbnail says really big, how to trade stocks for beginners. Why is it so crystal clear? Because if you're not a beginner, I don't want you clicking on it and costing me money. Only people who are watching it, I know for sure, are beginners. Why else would you click it? It's kind of similar to collecting an email list where you're like, I know they're interested because they downloaded this freebie. Well, I know they're interested in that because it clearly says for beginners. So when they click on it, I can then take the people who watch that, I could run more ads to them because I know they're all beginners. Why? Because they clicked on a how to watch trade stocks for beginners video. I don't want the guy watching that saying, this is too basic for me. I already knew this. So that's why I'm really clear. It's not for you. It's for beginners, right? But for that guy, I might say, how to trade options advanced. So everybody's like, oh, I either want to be advanced or I feel like I'm advanced. So only advanced people should, in theory, click on that. So there's some thought that goes into creating your, your custom image and then how you're putting it in front of people to make sure you're getting highly targeted clicks or views. Mm. So this is how to get people to watch your first video. And then you said you're doing some retargeting. That's also possible on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Just like you would do on Facebook or any, I guess those are probably the two main platforms. But yeah, so once they watch that YouTube video, a couple of things happen. If they click through to come to my site to check out the course, check out the price, even if they don't buy, the beauty of that is, number one, they get pixeled for Facebook. I get to create a custom audience. They'll be in my Facebook audience. Number two, they'll be in my website visitor audience. But the most important one, though, is I can create a retargeting audience based off video views on YouTube. So now I can say, take everybody who watched beginner stock trading video in the last 30 days. I can create a custom audience. And now... I'm not limited to YouTube. I can follow them around on the display network, which means uh, websites like the Wall Street Journal, CBS Market Watch, 
big financial news sites, they allow ads on their sites. Well, who are the ads run by? Google AdSense. So now I can pop up on some of these most popular websites. I'm like, oh, that's the guy I just watched on YouTube. Wow, he's here as well. And so I can get back in front of them. I know they watch the beginner, so maybe the ad will say, um, ready for the next step, learn how to read charts or take the course. I can just remind them that the course is there and, and you know, get a customer or at least keep them front of mind. Yeah, I find it fascinating because, you know, we are also focused on Facebook and your strategy is kind of totally different and also not asking for the email address. So you are very well positioned for the whole DTPR thing that's hitting online marketeers and, and making and causing for a lot of panic in Europe because you're not asking for the email address until they're ready basically to buy. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. But yeah, it just so happens. Yeah, it kind of this strategy is perfect for GDPR because yeah, I'm not even asking for email address. I'm just putting a video in front of them, retargeting them and just bringing them to buy pretty much. Do you then also take them over to Facebook if they have visited your website? Do you also run ads there or do you just focus on YouTube? So I run retargeting ads on Facebook. I very rarely run discovery ads, meaning people don't know about me. I very rarely, rarely run those. I typically just run retargeting because everybody has a Facebook. And so it's just a good way for them to be like, oh, this is the guy I watched on YouTube. Here he is again. Um, so I usually run retargeting or remarketing so they can see me again. But very rarely am I running like, you ever thought about trading? <laughs> I do test that sometimes, but I just found my money is better spent where people are actually looking for it at that moment or they're searching for those specific keywords. I find my money's better spent over there. And the thing I find out, about, at least for me in my space, again, you have to do what works for your space. I find that majority of the people that register for webinars don't show up. They give you a fake email address. They don't show up. They forgot. Whereas over on YouTube, they're ready to watch it right now. And to me, that's a game changer. I don't have to say show up Thursday. It's Monday now, but don't forget Thursday, eight o'clock. Like they're ready to watch it right now. They're like, click, watch. I got an hour. Let me watch it right now. And I think there's a premium to be said and paid for about having people that are ready to watch it right now and that are looking for it right now. And that's why I spend majority of my money over there versus on Facebook. Mm. So if they've watched the video and they don't buy the course right away, you have something else for them on the website. So I assume that is more like an email funnel that you take them through because you obviously do not need to send them to a webinar or a video because they have watched that first. Well, sometimes if they watch the video on YouTube, I do a slightly different version on my website because people need to hear information more than once. So they may come to my website and opt in for, I should say, a similar webinar. It's not the exact same, but it's probably 80% the same. I might do different examples. Um, so they can see it twice. And sometimes people do need to see things more than once. So that's there. Also, you know, there's an opportunity to join my email list. So we do start the email at that point, the podcast where we talk about mindset, what stops people from getting started. Um, they get to read blog posts, my case studies. So they get to see how well is this guy doing with the market. So there's, there's just more things to basically break down their 
you know, resistance or their wall of either who am I or can I do this, right? I'm just giving them more proof that they can do this. And the more that they see it, the more that they're starting to understand and get comfortable. So quite naturally, the next question is, if his free stuff is helping me and I'm learning, what could I learn if I bought the course? And that's really how I want you to feel, right? If this stuff makes sense, then I know I would really get it if I took the course. And that should be how it is. Once you buy the course, you should feel even better about that purchase because it's going to be a progression of the free stuff. Mm. Amazing. So the price of the course, you said you had increased it. What is it currently? So one course foundations is 297 at the time of this recording. My options explains course is 597. And then my advanced options course is 997. And then we have our coaching program, which is 499 to join and then $99 a month. And that's where I find real trades for two hours live every week with our members. And they get access to our community. Mm, fantastic. And you are basically showing these webinars for all these different programs on YouTube, or are you focusing more on the beginners first there? Just the beginners and the options course. So only two, there's really two types of people, people who know nothing about it and need to learn. And there's people who kind of like when you said you bought, but you didn't know maybe that you can make money on the downside. So that's where I teach options. So really those are the two people that I focus on beginners and then people who think they know how to trade or maybe they do, but they, they're looking for new strategies. And so teach them about options. The other stuff I find it's hard to come in at my higher programs. If you haven't done business with me before, or if you're not familiar, because the price only gets higher and the trust has to be higher. And so I'm not really advertising for those, I guess, so to speak. But if you find me and you like my stuff, some people do buy it, but I don't put money behind promoting those. I find it easier to take people from the bottom to the top. Do you think there's a limit in terms of what price point you could do uh, when you run like a webinar on YouTube directly? I don't think there's a limit in the price. I think it's just a matter of how much trust do you need to build up before they get to that webinar. So if you're charging $10,000 for a product, right? You might want to do some videos that lead up to that point. And then when they get to the video about the webinar on $10,000, it may be that you maybe don't mention the price. You say schedule a call with me, right? So there's just a different ways to tweak it because maybe no one's going to pull out a credit card for 10 grand and pay someone they don't know off a one hour video, but they may schedule a call with someone they don't know um, and learn more about the program and if they're a right fit. So it's, it's more about making the tweaks at the different price points than thinking like, well, that won't work for me because I offer an X amount of dollar course. It's more about how can you use that webinar to get them at least to whatever the next step is. Mm. Jason, it's been fascinating. We will link to your website in the show notes as well as the YouTube videos and anyone interesting in starting in the stock market. I highly encourage you to watch the video and also those who want to see how your strategy actually plays out in action. Anything else you want to add at the end? Uh, no, just feel free to check me out at thebrownreport.com. It's, it's really been a pleasure being on the show. You know, you're awesome to, to talk to, and I'm excited to be able to share with your, your listeners. Looking forward to see you soon. Bye. Go to signal.com forward slash 199 for the show notes, and there you'll also find links to Jason Brown. 
thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.